0: Not seen that
1: hello and welcome to another how the fuck have you not seen that uh, or the uh, series <laughs> uh yes <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been a while, but we had our Lovecraft country critical coverage running, which to be honest with you took up a bloody lot of our time yeah we didn't realize how much time uh, that show would take <laughs> John was not a fan of the show
0: John got out early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> John got out early on that one. Um this is why he's here. He's back. Hello John. Mm. Good to uh good to hear your lovely angry voice. It's good once more. Um I'm
2: so not used mm. to these pods that when you did the little abbreviation of this pod, the hifs and is yeah. I genuinely was like, fucking hell yeah. audio's fucked already. <laughs>
0: um so there you go.
2: <sighs> oh, look, good to be back. Good to be back, good to be covering, you know, a brilliant brilliant film. Um, Don't spoil it even though it's in the title. So. Yeah, so, yeah but if you blindfolded just randomly clicking on podcasts you're about to get a surprise.
0: Many people are so.
1: That other voice that you hear is the very luscious Lucy <laughs> who's uh, also returning. <laughs> How are you doing Lucy? Yeah I'm very luscious as you
0: said you know good. Yeah, mm. Staying luscious.
1: luscious. Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Baffling stuff. <laughs> so, for anyone who hasn't uh, heard one of these episodes before, this is basically a series in which we admit to each other uh, the films admit that we have it. been lying about. Yeah, the films that we've been lying about seeing uh, for our whole lives. Mm. So, uh, because basically everyone does this, they always, if someone says, "Oh, you've seen this film," and you go, "Oh, yeah, big time, mm-hmm. big time, definitely seen it." you Even that, do you like it when that bit happened? That's yeah, for bit. sure. Yeah, yeah, that was wicked, mm. wasn't it? That's the best bit, if anything. Yeah. Um, but it turns out we've all been lying to each other uh, it could just be us maybe no one else does this but apparently we all as a podcast group have been lying to each other um, all the time uh, and the show started off with me uh, Admitting that I hadn't seen uh, Reservoir Dogs, which was uh, shock horror to so many people, mm. so many. we've had uh, other episodes uh, where Emma hadn't seen Gladiator. That's that's the worst one so far.
2: I think Reservoir Dogs is quite bad as well. Gladiator is bad. very bad.
1: Second worst. Gladiator is definitely the worst. Um, <laughs> but then you know we were just doing our last one of these and said, "Oh, but what's next? What's next?" And we didn't know because we always save it for the end so we can actually have a genuine live reaction. Mm. And then we found out that this is definitely the worst one. Lucy, tell the audience what you have not seen.
0: Well, I had not seen Pulp Fiction. Everybody be cool, this is a
2: robbery! Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! (laughs)
1: Oh, mm. that's meant yeah, that, that is, is meant isn't it stupid that, this is stu- you're stupid Lucy now not luscious Lucy stupid Lucy wanker um well, <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> absolute that. wanker <laughs> but, <laughs> um so Lucy I think we'll get on to why you hadn't seen the film in a minute um much to the audience's disgust mm. but I thought I'd do what I usually do which was Read out the Rotten Tomatoes uh, sort of succinct description of the movie. Uh, and this is what they have to say. One of the most influential films of the 1990s, Pulp Fiction, is a delirious postmodern mix of neo-noir thrills, pitch black humour and pop culture touchstones. 92%. Mm. Um, Only
0: 92?
1: Wow. Only 92, Lucy. I mean, that's 92 is pretty good. 92 is pretty good. We can't, we can't knock a 92. Wow. Now... <laughs> In fact, I'm gonna to go to you first, John, because I think we'll build up to Lucy, you know, this is her moment. When did you first <laughs> see
2: Pulp Fiction? Um I think I mentioned this on the, the Reservoir Dogs pod. That um mm. I mean I watched all these films relatively young. Um and I can't remember if I mentioned this on, on the other pod or not, but um I'll just get straight into it. The bit where you know, he's he's like, why is he attacking him without his pants on? I was I was so confused. Um, I was like, That's weird, isn't it? I was like, you know, watching that That's as a kid, I was like, why is he doing older. that? <laughs> That's why yeah. you wait till you're 33.
1: I mean, you're in the gimp suit watching it, aren't you? Well,
2: that was the other thing. I was like, God, that guy's fucking terrifying, isn't he? He's like some sort of like budget Batman. And um yeah, it was just <laughs> weird. I'd obviously I'd, I obviously I did didn't really get the idea of what a gimp was supposed to be. I was I was kinda like, why does he want to do that? Why is he in there? Why have they got him out of the basement? Is he like a monster or um so yeah, yeah. I watched this relatively um relatively so young. 11, you know, eleven, twelve or whatever. Um Show fucking off. loved it. Loved I loved it back then. And again, it's like stuff that you find cool as a a young teenage boy. I mean, you look at um, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, and you're like, "Yeah, that's what me and my mates are like." We're not, obviously. <laughs> um, we're the guys getting terrorised, giving up our big Kahuna burgers. But um, yeah, like, I loved it. And um, to me, like when I first saw it, I was just like, "There's so much going on." Like I could just watch it again. Mm. Um, mm. I was obviously gutted at certain characters, you know, meeting their demise. Um, mm-hmm. and that kind of annoyed me as a kid. I'd just be like, "Well, I'll just pretend that the end of the film that is the ending. That's how it ends. Everyone's fine." Um, but yeah, I loved it then. Um, I'll uh, I'll, I'll give it a
1: score. Of course, yes, please. The patented blueberry patented system.
2: blueberry system. Score, just, just you know, uh, yeah. not explaining it. Um, you know, zero five, No halves. Uh, it's it's a five blue film. Um, yeah, I think arguably just in terms of the total package, the writing, the acting, um, soundtrack, um, uh, the twists and turns, uh, the non-linear storytelling and how it works, um, you'd be hard-pressed to say this isn't the best film of all time. Like, it's, it's very difficult for me to look at this and go, yeah, well, that was a bit shit. Um, and I would say even the weakest parts of this as a kid when christopher walken's talking about this fucking watch i'm like get on with this i'm not liking this and then you grow up and you absolutely love it um so yeah for me it's five bloobs um i'd watch it you know once or twice a year easily easily oh lovely lovely uh Lovely description there, John. Uh, um,
1: I'll go next because, as I said, we're building up to Lucy mm. and it's, it's her moment. It's her time to shine. And if she doesn't give it a five, it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> everyone knows this about me who's been listening to the podcast. Uh, I never saw Reservoir Dogs until literally a couple of months ago when we started doing this series, the Herds of a v- series. Uh, so this was my first introduction to Quentin T. Um, And this, I remember studying this because I was doing like a media course or whatever when I was a kid and I was probably just a bit older than you, John. I was probably about, I'd say 13. And this was actually part of the sort of lesson, part of the course was to watch this film at the age of 13. So I was like, what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) And just just sort of like, you know, destruct it because, deconstruct it, sorry, because I prefer destruct actually. Destructed. Just use that as a word that's destructed <laughs> um, uh, because of its weird narrative structure and, and and the way it jumps around and just, you know, that just as a, as a concept at the time was amazing. Like, I just remember watching this film going, "What? how are they putting this film together? It makes no sense, but I love it. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. And then it makes different scenes. You just have a completely different outlook on them uh, towards the end of the film. Um, The visceral violence, the standout dialogue, which obviously we talked about the opening of Reservoir Dogs and we talked about how it's just one of the greatest openings to a film of all time because the dialogue just around that table is so intimate and it feels like you're getting to know all the characters just perfectly, even though they're just chatting absolute garbage. But it's a regular conversation. And I think this show, um, this show, this film does the same thing, but this is like elevated. It's like, this is where Quentin Tarantino was absolutely at his prime in terms of scripting and in terms of just, just characters. Uh, I don't know, like the characters in this film are just so like you said, cool. They feel natural. A lot of them, like everyone feels like they have their moment. Um, and <laughs> and for me, this is, this is a five blue film. It's as John said, one of the greatest films of all time. I would put it inside my top 10 films. Of all time, uh, it doesn't make the top five, but that's for a different podcast on another day. Um, so it's absolutely a five-blue film. I watched it again late last night and just reveled in its greatness because it is simply great. And now we move on to the luscious Lucy, who is <laughs> here to, <laughs> <That was stupid.
2: laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, John called you a wanker, so whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair. Uh, Lucy. <laughs> Why had you not seen this film? Why had you lied about seeing this film? Why are you in this podcast if you haven't seen this film? Uh, and what is your score for this film?
0: It's quite funny you say that because I told my mum that I hadn't seen it. She's like, What, you, the so called film buff? I was like, Oh, yeah. Even my mum thinks I'm a wanker for having not yeah, seen this Yeah, correct.
1: Um, <laughs> no. She texted us and said it.
0: <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't actually think. I lied about it. I think I thought I'd seen it. I just right. kind of... Ha- I hadn't seen it, but I assumed that I had. Mm. Yeah. And then it got to the point right. when we were discussing what we... Lying to yourself. Yeah. No, basically, I had deep. lied to myself Bollocks. so deep that I began to believe the lie. Um. Yeah, classic. So when... That is mm. like self-denial, yeah. When it got to us discussing films we hadn't seen for this podcast... It didn't kind of really mm-hmm. occur to me to think of Pulp Fiction, but then I had like almost like an intrusive thought that was just like, Lucy, what happens in Pulp Fiction? And I was like, Oh, well obviously there's the dancing and there's the hamburger. That's good, that bit's good. And um mm. Yeah, you know, that. it's like, Yeah, what's the what's the film about? That. It's like it's just about pulp like pulp fiction, isn't it? Like the the books and that. It's like, yeah, what happens at the end of Pulp Fiction? I was like I don't think I've seen Pulp Fiction. And it kind of dawned on me that I'd lied to myself all these years. Mm, so I, why person. I haven't seen it, I don't know. You're like
1: in a therapist's chair. They're, yeah. they're, they're just trying to make a break. I feel better. They've done it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, growing up, I loved I loved Reservoir Dogs when I was younger. I probably watched it when I was a little bit older than you, John, when you first watched Pulp Fiction. I Four absolutely Bloops. loved it. Four Blues, mm. that one. Um, but I don't know why I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. I can't explain it. And it just, it's one of those things that gets to the point where you're like... When am I ever going to watch it? How can I admit it? And even watching with <laughs> even watching with Aaron, who hadn't seen like anything basically before we got together, and he's sitting there quoting it, like he, even he knew it, and I, I didn't. So it was sh- a shameful experience, really. Yeah, but you yes, should be
2: ashamed of yourself.
0: Definitely. Finally, got round to watching it um, at the age of thirty three, and yeah, really, obviously, really enjoyed it. Um,
2: Only thirty three.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. I look and sound a lot luscious. younger. It's the lusciousness coming through. I mean, you say yeah. you, you wish you had a beer, Len. I feel like you might yeah. have already had a couple with this uh, luscious talk. It's
1: 7.30 in the morning here. <laughs> well,
0: no, I'm still pissed from
1: yesterday
2: then.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, great, great performances. Great soundtrack. It's just iconic. I feel like I'd almost the reason I thought I'd seen it is I've absorbed so much of it through a kind of cultural obs- osmosis, like watching it. I was ooh, like, that's in The Simpsons. Ooh, that line's in lovely a fun-loving criminal song. That's from The Simpsons. Like, it's just iconic. <laughs> um, but in a way, watching it and ha- knowing almost, knowing so much yet so little about it, like, for example, um, the character of Mia and John Travolta's character, Vince. Vince? Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. kind of thought they had have yeah, a big, much quiz, bigger yeah. part in the film because that scene <laughs> of the dancing is so iconic, but mm. they don't. So there's things like that. Um, so I just, yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic film. Having said that, is a bit long for me. I thought it was a bit long.
1: Every Tarantino film's long. Mm. Yeah. Well, we, we Reservoir
0: Our Dogs isn't, is it?
1: This is what it... It's like... Not as long as this. No, it's yeah. like an hour 40.
0: Mm. Um, there were some bits I thought that dragged a little bit and... Yeah, maybe it's Go me on. watching it as a grown up.
2: What drag? No, well,
0: Butch and his girlfriend—that bit—I was a little bit lagging what? their discussion a little bit. Could have done without Tarantino saying the N-word that as many times as he did. Didn't really need to see that.
2: That has come up. That has come up before. Um, he has. He has been criticised for. For his use of that word and also, you know, Mm. the fact that he's obviously writing it into his film. So regardless of whether or not he says it, yeah, it always feels a little... Yeah, Yeah,
0: him him deciding to have himself as that character saying that word and he's not a character. He's not like Zed, like a scumbag. He's meant to be sort of... Fairly all right.
1: Suburban, suburban husband. Yeah, so
0: for him to keep saying it, he wants to say it. So that was, I know I'm watching it with this sensibility, but this was made in 94. It's not like it's from the 40s. So that a little bit. However, great film. I am going to give it four blueberries. And if you want to excommunicate me from the podcast for that, do it. But it's just nonsense, though, isn't it? This was America, and I can say what I want. It's not America, but you get what I mean. Oh, my God.
2: It's just nonsense, though, isn't it? It It's not nonsense. It's honestly not. that is nonsense you know that <laughs> uh, yeah well no that's fine your opinion is trash man like that's,
0: that's your opinion
2: come on but i'm
0: entitled to it no, no you're I'm not, not going to be i'm not going to be bullied <laughs> out of giving my opinion and giving my blueberry score not this time len
1: that is completely fair and i'd like to announce now that we are looking for a fifth member <laughs> of Fan <fan-quiggle. laughs>
0: you'd like finding someone as luscious as me len i that's think i true. prefer reservoir dogs true. maybe it's because i've you know i've seen that a lot more times but mm, that's my you know if we all agreed and all had the same opinions it wouldn't be much for a podcast would it guys
2: i mean you're still being booted off it so
0: <laughs> are you gonna end the podcast there because you're so angry
2: <laughs> yeah no if john
1: was in charge i'm sure the podcast would be ended but unfortunately he's not uh and i am okay well thank you for your thoughts lucy interesting thoughts uh oh, thank just... you for your admission for not seeing the Fucked film, it. Uh, it means a lot to us and the audience. Uh, John is, very, you know, upset, and uh, to get over his, his,
0: his. Welcome back, John. We're going to
1: cut to a quick advert now uh, to settle John down in, in the background. And uh, when we come back at the advert, we're going to go through our favourite scenes standout performances and then of course there'll be the patented how the fuck have you not seen that quiz uh which lucy has to answer five questions get three correct and if so she passes and gets a uh, little sticker that says she has officially seen the film if she gets it wrong she has to go watch it again and then post it to our patreon watching it live <laughs> so i've got
0: time for that so don't worry yeah got, got all day don't worry uh
1: yeah all right let's cut to the advert oh i'm
0: sorry did i break your concentration
1: yeah yeah, Liz, I know you gave it you gave it four for just podcast bans, yet. Yeah? All right, oh, here's the <laughs> advert. So uh, anyway, um hello Hi-yo. everybody. Um it's uh, advert time here and we've just finished our coverage of Lovecraft Country on HBO. If you haven't seen that show yet, go check it out. Um we gave it a very good score throughout the season. John did not enjoy it and actually bailed partway through the season. Um just listen to the podcast for that alone. Uh, got loads of feedback on that. It's hilarious um so that's love car country you can check that out on the main channel you can also check us out on patreon we are patreon.com forward slash fan critical if you go to that website which is also in the show notes you can support us financially all costs go towards operating <laughs> hosting uh equipment um f- keeping john happy um making sure there's a good stock of blueberries that we can you know di- di- you know. Give to different films because if we run out of blueberries, we're fucked. Well, oh, you end up
2: in a scenario like this where obviously Lucy didn't have
1: enough. Yeah, well, Lu- I didn't. Yeah, didn't have enough. There's so a global shortage.
0: I gave all mine to uh, Lovecraft Country, John. So I don't have <laughs> any left for Pop Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so that's patreoncom forward slash Um We do have some commission podcasts coming out soon. So if you are one of our lovely Patreons, don't worry, the commissions are coming thick and fast. We just had to get through Lovecraft Country and obviously. We want to release one a week so that is why that is happening uh so that's it be, really be, uh, Just look, be sensible critical. your commissions
2: as well like i mean none of this lion witch in the wardrobe nonsense like come oh, on I'd do that.
0: I, <laughs> imagine that hell.
1: bed knobs and broomsticks bed knobs oh, and broomsticks that's a long
0: film What's as next? well that's actually yeah. really long too yeah. long
1: okay <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> write that down <laughs> two moves. Um write that down alright that's it for the advert John's clearly calmed down we can kick on with the uh, rest of the show
0: say what again say what again I dare you I double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time
1: oh yeah this bit's a nice bit of the podcast which doesn't involve too many notes on my part um, which is quite nice because I throw it over to you guys and say go on then give us your favourite scenes um, and Lucy I'm going to let John go first because I feel like you've put a down on ha. everything.
0: I can't think of any good scenes either. Let me think about that.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
1: um, John, I was, what's your, give me one of your favourite scenes and let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, maybe.
2: Um, right. I mean, I'm going to going to buck it here a little bit. Um, yeah, I said buck. You know, rewind. Um, there you go. A little joke there for someone listening to this in lockdown <laughs> alone. Um Aww. I'm not going to go over Everyone. scene. Um, I, I'm going to go with kind of the, the duo, the, you know, you you're Sam Jackson and you John Travolta. That, I mean, the fact that John Travolta, was oh, yeah. his career was in the fucking toilet before this film. Um, and he, I mean, he was lucky enough to get this role because Michael Madsen decided that he didn't want to follow up his uh, amazing success with Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, he decided yeah. to do Free Willy instead. <laughs> <laughs> Worked so, out well uh, for him, though. You know.
0: Big star. Oh, look. Uh, um, if yeah. you make.
1: Hey, hey, Free Willy is one of the greatest family films of this of Saw the that generation. In the cinema. So don't you fucking have a go at Free I'm Willy. Not. Yeah, right. and if you. Um, okay, love
2: fine. If he was playing the fucking whale, then brilliant. But he wasn't. You was just said a nobody in the background. <laughs>
0: Did the dad <laughs> <Okay>. win it? <he? laughs> Free Willy's dad. Well, the boy's dad.
1: Yeah, he's a dad.
2: No, he's free. He's free. Billy's yeah, dad. He's free. Billy's dad. Yeah. Fact. Adopted. Um, that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm your dad. How does this work? And why am I now speaking? End of film. Brilliant. Five bloobs. Um, so you know, John Travolta, his career's finished, uh, and then he gets this, and he's fucking brilliant. Um. And and yeah. The, the relationship between Jules and and Vincent. I mean, it's just amazing, isn't it? They talk absolute shit.
1: What do they call it? They call it Royale with
2: Chiefs. Royale with uh, Then they have a, an argument about foot massage, and then later on, like they they keep that kind of monotone um, discussion. But then this time it's about you know cleaning someone's brains off the back of a car. Uh, but it it's that same energy, um, and you're supposed to resonate mm-hmm. with these two guys. Um, and their relationship and, and as a guy um, that unfortunately doesn't have a Jules I'll be the washed up John Travolta at this point and, yeah, I'm very jealous of that
0: Gaz could be your Jules no, that'd be did
2: cause you say Gaz could be yeah. Jules I'm just I'm trying to wind you absolutely
1: <laughs> mental but just winding you there up there is no one more opposite to Jules than Gaz Ga- Gaz is fucking Bilbo Baggins, Baggins for fuck's sake Gaz looked
0: a bit like Tim Roth what do you think about that he does a little he bit re- yeah. he reminded me a bit he doesn't have a hooked nose so. though like tim roth wow well he doesn't i said oh, he well yeah i know
2: but fucking you. <laughs> just i mean you're not offending gareth there but if tim's listening he's gonna be raging with that
0: sorry so tim
2: of course he's listening he's a little yeah, bit or a what witness. else is he doing hmm. he's not in films anymore so what? um <laughs> but yeah i i like just everything about them their dialogue even though i mean it's supposed to be you know, fairly normal conversation. It's too cool, isn't it? The, the conversation's too cool for it to be realistic. Mm. Oh yeah. Stylized. A bit, like, a bit like reservoir dogs and, you know, e- everyone's um, sharp when it comes. Hyper realism. Yeah. 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 Hyper realism. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, is that PS5, isn't it? But yeah, so, um, <laughs> built in features. <laughs> I'm cool now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say their, their relationship, I absolutely love. Um, and every scene that that they're in is like the strongest people will look at this theater, film and and Lucy mentioned that uh, you would expect on a first viewing with all the iconic scenes that you know John Travolta and Uma Thurman would would have a large part to play and actually mm-hmm. the real relationship in this film is those those two guys so yeah i i love it Oh, lovely.
1: It's always a shame to me that you talk about their relationship, that in the film, you never get Jules's reaction to Vincent's death. And I mean, maybe that's nice in a way, but I always think how Jules reacts when he finds out that Vince is dead. Um I'll go, it's just food for thought out there. I mean, I'm sure he'd be pre- pretty cool about it, wouldn't he? He'd probably be like, oh, shit, man. Like that. Oh, or wow. Don't like, do cool any more or...
0: Samuel Jackson impressions. No, no, just, no. I'm not going to do just it Just don't talk.
1: More easier for everyone. Just don't say anything. Here's Lucy <laughs> with her favourite scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to...
0: I mean, I'm going to kind of echo what John said, but I just love seeing John Travolta in this because... Like you said, he was in, in the doldrums a bit career-wise. Um, but I just... There's such a sense of sort of silliness almost to him in this film. And like his comedy timing is so good. Well, you
2: gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... Oh, what the, the fuck's happening? Oh, man. man.
0: Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why
2: the fuck did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it as an
0: accident. And he's not afraid to be a bit slobby and a bit... Just not like a leading man. Um, I really, really enjoyed his performance in this, and I love the scenes, obviously, with him and Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson's fantastic in everything, and is a massive star, um, still. But it's just, it was just really nice to see John Travolta in in this kind of role, and I love the scene. Unfortunately, it's been a bit ruined by the direct line adverts, but with um, Winston Wolfe. Oh, Mr. yeah, Wolf. I love Harvey Keitel. Yeah, out. no, and, I agree. Yeah. Um, But now I'm like, it's another thing I pointed out when watching. I was like, that's a direct line advert. He's in that. Um, (laughs) For those listening outside of the UK.
1: I don't know if that's an American thing as well. I don't know if that's an American thing as well, direct line. But I I imagine it's not. So if if anyone needs some context, direct line is like an insurance company and... They have the sorry, Lucy. I just, I just. thought you weren't talking, or
2: uh, now we call him insurance. Oh, yeah, Len. you can be luscious, Lucy, and he can be insurance, <laughs> Len. <laughs> That's the worst
1: name of all time. No, but basically, insurance advert. Mister Wolf turns up. It's shit. No, they're quite. Next. They're all right. <laughs> I think
0: they're quite good. But um, yeah, I did. I like the sort of how wound up John Travolta was getting and how. Samuel Jackson's very grateful that he's mm-hmm. there, and you know. Then Quentin Tarantino's character Jimmy is also randomly very deferential to um, Winston, um, and I just thought I I liked that scene. I thought that was really good, and it it's that thing of like, how are they going to actually get out of this? Like, oh, fair enough, he had a plan, and yeah, he's done it, and you want you want them to get out of it as well. And um, so I really like that scene. That's probably my favourite.
1: Oh, lovely. Um, well, I'm going to talk about um, Gimpy. Time is my note. <laughs> Gimpy time because I you know watching this film for the first time like John said I I was quite young as well and I I was a bit like what is going on here I was a bit more switched on than John bless him but I watched it when I was younger you You watched
2: it when you were about 22 you probably you you probably had a leash on when you were watching it so (laughs) you're going to be switched on (laughs)
1: But the scene with uh, Ving Rhames and Bruce Willis and they get captured by Zed and uh, I think the other guy's name is Maynard or something stupid like that and and Gimp Boy. I was just like, because you just think about where this film, just think about for a second, like this film and just the multitude of places it goes not in your wildest dreams. Watching, I mean, Lucy. I mean, this is interesting. You know, did you see this coming? Like, did you did, did what the fuck when you saw this bit? What you were just like, what is going like, on? I was
0: like, oh, this is in the Simpsons. There's that. There's a Simpsons episode. Um, yeah. 20, 22 short films yeah. on Springfield. Just everything with the Simpsons. I know yeah, everything in it, not you? But this is specific. Um, where they, I think it's. Um, I say, I think I literally um, watched it yesterday in preparation. Uh, Chief Wiggum and Snake get caught by, what is that guy's name with the one arm? His name's not Nelson. I can't remember.
1: Oh, it's Herman or something. Yeah, Herman,
0: Herman, I think. And he's like, looks like the spider caught himself a couple of flies. like, oh, wait till Zed gets here. So, when I was watching it, I was like, this is in The Simpsons. And then when, get the gimp, I was like, this isn't in The Simpsons. (coughs) And when, you know, Marcellus is being raped, I was like, this isn't in The Simpsons. So I think, yeah, I was just like, oh, God, this, yeah, it escalates. Get the gimp is like, what the fuck? You're just not expecting. Simpsons
1: did it. Simpsons did it.
0: <laughs> You're not expecting when they go in there for that to happen. And yeah, it kind of, the way the film's gone, like you said, Len, it's a complete curve. We're like, oh, oh, okay. It's, we've gone into extreme. Oh,
2: wants to rape him now.
0: Yeah. Ah, yeah.
2: right. If, okay. um. Lucy, if on the Simpsons, they they went the whole hog. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about Chief Wiggum. Pardon no. the pun. Um, but if they uh, <laughs> if they decided that they were going to have the Gimp in the Simpsons, who who do you think would play the Gimp? Seymour Skinner. Oh, good.
0: If, oh, if Mother oh, wow. let him out of the I'm house, happy
2: with that. that's interesting.
0: Why? Who would you have? He's my out of the say. I'd say.
1: I'd actually put Barney. Barney and uh-huh. the Gimp costume
0: or I'd have um, <laughs> Kurt Van Houten <laughs> and then but have he actually so comes into him. the shop so he can't
1: oh
2: yeah
0: yeah I think Skinner okay Skinner could definitely be a Gimp
2: Van Houten would have been a great shout And what about Hans Mole oh yeah oh that's that's very
1: Simpsons that is that's down I go
2: that's very
1: Simpsons down I go hello Oh, yeah. I love it when uh, I love it when just a quick Simpsons moment I love it when Homer and Marge adopt him <laughs> or whatever and he's in Bart's <laughs> little outfit and he goes "Mom, dad he, goes, he tastes like a peanut
0: <laughs> 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 definitely Mole yeah. Man is the gimp for sure that's the joke I think in the oh,
1: okay yeah agreed Mole Man um, so that's for me that scene is um, is just absolutely insane and I actually love uh, I I think the character of Butch is an amazing character, and the fact that he goes back with the katana, yeah, I, I love just, that. I just love it, and and it's that moment where I don't know. It's just like it's such a Tarantino thing. Like they, Ving Rhames, you know, uh, Marcellus hates Butch to the point of send people to the ends of the earth to kill him. But because Butch does this one thing, there's this unspoken sort of, I don't know thanks between him and them and it's just like done and it, and it's just done and i don't know there's that whole scene it's just linked because there's that moment in the scene where you hear you, you know butch has got the katana and then ving rames has got up behind him and he's cocked the shotgun and you're like oh it, it's very tarantino if he just blows butch's head off here um but he doesn't and i love that and uh i just think it's a very weird mental disgusting <laughs> and at the same time <laughs> brilliant scene yeah. yeah i love it
2: I mean, when the gimp's screaming, um, yeah, that's just cleans him out. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also,
0: our friend Dorian from The Mask again, (coughs) who is in usual suspects. Weird, (laughs) isn't it? He's just got a face. He's quite striking looking, but he just looks like a scumbag. Like he's always going to be someone quite evil. I
2: might. Yeah. I might be wrong here, but I think The Mask and Reservoir Dogs were probably the same year. Certainly.
0: Yeah. They're
2: in like the same 94. Ballpark. It feels like they were both 94. Just imagine that. Imagine you go, look, you're going to be the main antagonist uh, versus Jim Carrey in the mask. Yeah, family blockbuster. Go, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can you be in this one as well? You've got to rape some guy. So, Sorry? What? No. You've got
1: raped being you to rape Ring. Rains. You get up as yeah. a policeman. Weird. Fine. Yeah. So, yeah, weird. Um, Lucy, one more scene from you. Um and then we'll we'll crack on to performances. Okay,
0: one more scene. I actually really enjoyed Samuel Jackson's performance in the final scene. And I think you said John that you kind of when you watched it when you were young and you knew that uh, Vince was dead, you wished that that was just the end. And really it does it's such a fitting end to it. You see that he Jules is willing to get out of this life and he has bought this guy Tim Roth/Gareth's slash Gareth's life. Um <laughs> with the money (laughs) and there's also the mystery of the, uh, the briefcase and it's just very tense. And you do kind of think what is going to happen as we say, Tarantino film could be a bloodbath. But it doesn't turn out that way because of Jules's actions. And I just, I thought it was a really good and that kind of like uplifting way to finish the film in the same way that you said, Len about Butch going back to save Marcellus. There's a kind of like positive positivity to it, which I don't think I was expecting from the film. Um, so yeah, I actually really liked that. It went on maybe a touch too long for me, but I did. I thought it was really well done.
2: Mm. Yeah, well that's it, isn't it? It's um, it's the the morality of those characters. Um, mm. And obviously, yeah. once Butch decides to go back and do the right thing um, for someone that he thinks could still kill him, but he does it anyway because it's the right thing. And then obviously you've got um, Jules. That decides that you know off the back of surviving, you know five or six shots at close range with a magnum or whatever it is, he's like it has to be divine intervention. That's that's it. I'm I'm out. Um, and as a viewer, that's kind of like that's supposed to be your your takeaway from the film is is that this this one guy turning around again. You know what? I've made my decision. I'm out, and that's it. And that's the end of the film. Um, real classy. Um, very good very good very very good Uh, and then the last one I'll
1: mention is I actually love Christopher Walken's little scene in this film Um, up his ass I know John his voice is just so good up his ass he hid it in one place he knew he could hide something his ass five long years he wore this watch up his ass then he died of dysentery give me the watch I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years when you're a bit younger you don't necessarily appreciate that scene but um man w- watching it again last night and I've seen it obviously loads of times since then since I was younger but just just the weight of I don't know just the way he delivers it like I was sitting there watching it last night and I was like because he's talking to Butch as a kid and Butch is transfixed this is like a eight-year-old kid or something and he's transfixed at what this guy's saying and you'd think nowadays most kids be on their, <laughs> you know, Bloody their, their phones or their Nintendo switches whilst he's phones talking. Oh, my granddad. You yeah. know, the 7D
2: <laughs> seven, seven tablets that they have that they eat and then they can watch stuff. No.
1: Uh, no. Um, but he's transfixed at what he's saying and I'm transfixed at what he's saying. And yeah, I just absolutely love it. It's a short scene, but it sets up Butcher's character and that whole Gold, the Gold Watch uh, story so well. And it's, just, I think it's just a genius piece of, of context at the start of that um, story. So for me, I give that a little, little mention. Standout performances, you know. Okay, yeah, Sorry. On,
2: and uh, just to add to that, like later on in the film, it's such a like a nothing throwaway line, uh, where obviously Butch is going mental. That uh, Fabian, oh, yeah. it is Fabian, isn't
0: it? Yeah. But she's uh, yeah,
2: Fabian. Yes. She's left the watch. She's forgotten the watch. And he's going mental and he, he's like, you know, I don't want to go into, <laughs> I don't want to go into yeah. the story, into but, it, but you know, yeah. it's hilarious. It's so funny because it's you like, well, yeah, because yeah, as a viewer, you've had to sit there for about 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. while some guy tells you this story of it being up the arse through like three walls. Um, yeah, it's so, so good. Very good. Um, standout performances. We've kind
1: of touched on this already um but you know should we just talk about who i think is the the biggest standout performer in this in this film which is samuel L. jackson uh, and if anyone disagrees that he isn't the best performer in this film um then that's that's it you'll be off the podcast lucy well i
0: thought john travolta was really good as well but samuel i'm not
2: better than I samuel L. jackson i won't
0: contest it
2: but steve steve Buscemi? he's good isn't he
0: yeah buddy holly is the uh, <laughs> buddy holly
2: yeah Beshimi,
1: yeah <laughs> He 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 steals this uh, film, in my opinion, because he the dialogue is so fast, it's so rapid, it's hyper real, like you talked about John, and it's just so fucking cool. And also, he is a character like like you said, who has a bit of a shift in terms of he's this cold blooded killer at times, who literally spills off Bible testaments to people or whatever.
2: When I lay my
0: vengeance upon thee.
1: And then decides to break away from that. So he's actually got a fair amount of character development here in this film as well. More so than a lot of the other characters um, who stick to violent ways. Um, Would you agree that Samuel is is, is the best or do you have (laughs) any more that you want to... It's no, he's. I, mean, I mean, there were
0: moments without wanting to get too pretentious that I felt like it was almost Shakespearean. Some of the dialogue and some of the uh, delivery from him, the intensity, and just the patter between himself and John Travolta. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just cool, he—he's just fucking cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, just just to touch on, I mean, look, Samuel Jackson, he made a career out of this film, like 100. percent I mean everyone after this film expected him to be shouty, aggressive and sweary to the point where uh, like, I don't know how many years after it was like 10 years later, someone writes a script uh, and it would be like, how hilarious would it be if you had Sam Jackson in a film with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, (laughs) (laughs) they go and make that film. Like it's just mental. Like uh, Samuel Jackson is like, He's stuck in the the social uh, consciousness um, of that that type of of aggressive male, but I mean he's so cool he's perfect for it. As much as you know, John Wayne is like the perfect um, cowboy, you know, the Western guy. You know, Sam Jackson is that man. Um, the fact that he then just somehow made a career starring in you know the Marvel franchise is bizarre, to be honest, but. Fair play. Um, but yeah, uh, he, his performance is by far like if you were to say like tour de force, his, his performance in this film is that. Um, mm-hmm. But look, I mean, it, it's a film littered with great performances. You know, um, the, the fact that the film starts off with, you know, Pumpkin and Honey Bunny, Tim Roth and whoever the other lady is, Plumber or whatever her name is. Um you know that that's like that's a quality beginning and that is a film that just kind of slaps you in the face that right, the film started now. Um and it's an amazing intro, and it's two guys who've got literally nothing to do with almost the entire film. So I I think uh, as a as an ensemble cast it's so strong. And again, it like if you were thinking about Pulp Fiction, you do think of your John Travolta's and your Samuel Jackson's and you don't really even appreciate the fact that you've got, you know, this, this was like Uma Thurman's breakthrough role. Bruce Willis is in this. This There's just a a random boxer guy. You got Ving Rhames where this is a breakthrough role for him as well. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's an amazing cast. Um, and again, look, Christopher Walken turning up and talking about a watch up someone's ass for 10 minutes. Again, it's just, it's a classy, classy film, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) Sam Jackson does steal it. Um,
1: yeah, lovely stuff. And that is it. Apart from, of course, uh, the quiz, which is the most fun part of the episode. Let's not, let's not, um, let's not lie to ourselves. I've made this difficult, Lucy, because someone's got to lose one eventually. Um, and I've chosen it to be you.
0: Why'd it have to be me?
1: So the way this works, everyone, is I'm going to read out a question. Uh, there are six questions. Lucy has to get free correct to get the certified stamp that she has seen the mm. film if she does not get free correct we, we will be live streaming it on patreon uh, and you have to watch her watch the film as evidence uh and john you can answer if uh, can Lucy doesn't get it right mm. okay um okay i'm gonna play some some little uh, relevant music now to the film here it goes <laughs> Perfect. I'll start off with an easy one. Um, Lucy, if I were to call you Pumpkin, you should respond by calling me
0: Honey Bunny.
1: Yeah. Yay! You,
0: just you literally just know. said it. Cheers for that.
1: John uh, ruined that like about a well, minute ago. So What do you
2: want me to do? I don't see the questions. <laughs> Lucy,
1: that is 1-0. Okay, Lucy, what is Jules's favorite bible verse and i need an exact answer here ezekiel 25 17 boom well there you go maybe this quiz isn't as hard maybe as i, I paid thought. attention jesus here she
2: is okay now maybe read the whole thing out.
0: <laughs> and i shall strike down <laughs> no,
1: Yeah, read the whole thing um okay lucy next question you need to get this right for your little stamp if you don't
2: can you pick the hardest question? How long? Because otherwise yeah, she's clean. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. How long did Butcher's father keep the watch up his ass?
0: Two years?
1: I'm afraid that's incorrect, Lucy. He kept it up his ass for five years. Okay. Lucy, what is the name of the restaurant where Mia and Vincent have dinner? What is the name of the restaurant where Mia and Vincent Jack have Rabbit dinner? Jack Rabbit Slims. She's got it, John you can't argue with these answers
0: easy questions you can cheers. you
1: she's uh she's that,
0: that, that was easy, an easy one it?
2: that was and really they easy
0: say it a few times what do you mean that was easy? Got it oh, right, so it what was the name easy. of the it
2: twice what was the name of the diner that that you know that they rob at the end of the film? Diner. Yeah, all right well, fine but that is a harder one than jack rabbit's limbs yeah, that's yeah what I'm
0: agreed saying. do the do okay, the rest agreed, thing, then let's agreed, see how far agreed, i can get
1: agreed. There was an easy one next because I was worried that you. You know you'd she has watched the you film, mate. Right?
0: Yeah, mate.
1: <laughs> this is why we test them, John, so we know. Uh, okay, uh, what character has their head blown off in the car?
0: Oh, Marvin.
1: Correct. You gotta have Good. an opinion. Good.
0: I mean. <laughs> 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 you got... <laughs> Oh man, I, I shot Marvin in the face. Marvin in uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> See, instantly, instantly memorable. And...
1: Uh, Where did Brett and his friends get their cheeseburgers, Lucy? Where did they get their cheeseburgers? Big
0: Kahuna Burger.
1: Big
2: Kahuna Burger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a tasty burger. That's
1: that Hawaiian joint.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. Smashed it. Watched it. Enjoyed it. Took it in. Knew what was happening. What a great experience for all.
1: That's good. You got five out of six. Five out of six. That might be the best score we've ever had. I'm making I'm making it very hard next time. I don't give a fuck. When I'm hosting the next one, it's going I hope it's Gaz's <laughs> one that I'm doing because I'm well, getting really hard on that. <laughs> oh my god, can I'm you not imagine? Doing that. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, well, good. Don't have to watch it again, but I would watch it again because I thought it was good. There
1: too. you go. Very good. And all that is left to do, thank you for listening, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed uh, this recap of Pulp Fiction, one of the greatest films mm. of all time, apart from Lucy who thinks it's a four, uh, is As a tradition, and and I don't know what this is going to be, Uh, I don't know what this is going to be because we were talking about this on our Discord chat before uh, we recorded. And uh, we like to keep it a bit of a secret. So John's next up in the Hedda series. And basically, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, basically, he's going to announce now what he hasn't seen. And that's what we're going to um, cover ba-dum, next. Ba-dum, ba-dum. So, John, can you tell the world what you haven't yeah. seen? So,
2: I mean, there seems to be a running theme um, with the films I... It's not Quentin Tarantino, No, fuck it, I imagine <laughs> that. Um, with with the films that, that I haven't seen, and um, I suspect that, uh, you know... It's animated. Well, is it, animated? it is animated. So, obviously, my first Ooh. appearance on on this I got absolutely frozen or something. I got slagged off <laughs> because I'd yeah. uh, oh fucking hell, no it's not that bad. But I got slagged off because I hadn't seen any um studio Ghibli. Um but obviously mm-hmm. I, I popped it's my space. studio Giblieri um didn't I with um <laughs> All over the place. Well, not all over, yeah, the, all place, over the place but you're spirited, you're spirited away. away. Um and there were a couple of films that I, I was thinking of um for this um and then I was just on Instagram the other day flicking through and this advert came up uh for IMAX and it was like oh the special edition of blah 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 and I looked at it I was like I've never seen that um and I've owned it oh god what is um, it um I've had it on uh, is it like Finding no, Nemo or no. something so I've had it on VHS I've had it on DVD I've also had conversations with people um Genuinely, where they've been like, "Oh, it's a bit like this, isn't it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm, like, I'm never. I'm not saying I'm not seeing this. So um, the film that I I haven't seen, and I have definitely pretended to have seen, um, is Akira. I've never seen Akira. Oh, I haven't seen that. So there seen. you go. Okay.
1: Well, Lucy, you can be involved in that one as well. No, no, you once, can't. One, okay. no, I'm joking. Um, Akira. That is interesting. Is obviously an all-time mm. classic. Uh, John. Basically, hasn't seen any sort of anime, is essentially what he's saying. Um, and do you know what's going to be good about this one? I reckon there will be quite a few members of the audience who haven't seen Akira, which means they've got a perfect excuse to go and watch it, which is always good. We love giving homework to well, people.
2: Look, I can um, I can go and watch it. Um, I mean, not now, because you're about to go in lockdown. But if it's on at the IMAX tomorrow, I have one day that I can go <laughs> and watch it. So I will attempt to go and watch it Oh, mate, 100 IMAX. do that.
1: Um, if they are selling tickets. Well, there we go. One of the all-time classic animated features, Akira. John has not seen it. So that is the next one that we're going to do. If you haven't seen Akira, go watch it. It's fantastic. Lucy's not seen it either. Um, and that's it for this episode of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Pulp Fiction, tick. Next up, Akira. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to John. Thanks. Gimpy John. No. And thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and thank you to Luscious Lucy.
0: Cheers, guys. Uh,
1: oh, actually, John, I'll, I'll call you Pot Belly John. Potbelly Belly John. That's well, better than easy. Running you know during lockdown, so looking pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Fabienne wants one, so it's fine. She wants uh, one. And where's Gaz? He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> go. Oh, good. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you Cheers, next time, guys.
0: Bye. Bye. See ya.
2: Bye.